there, there are many people that I work with that are trying to hit that bottom line, that, num- that numeric goal. And when they hit that numeric goal, the way you described, well, now there's a reaction of, oh, well, wait, I did this. Oh, but now I want to go do that. And I feel like it's because many times people don't address the root cause of their emotions. You know, what is driving them to want to hit that goal? We've got some logical goals that we want to hit, like having a cash reserve for emergencies. But if, if, you know, Christina on this podcast says everybody needs $50,000 in their savings account and someone runs off and says, okay, I did what Christina said. Well, that was my goal for them, not theirs. What's driving them to set the goals that they want to set? Because that's where it will feel like they've accomplished something when they do hit it. Welcome to the Balance Goalie Podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm your host, Nikita Thigpen, Balance and Relationship Advisor, partnering with you to change the narrative so we can amplify intimacy within and across your relationships and you can have the freedom, flexibility, and confidence to thrive in work life and in love. My personal mission for this and every episode of the Balance Bully Podcast is to serve you with the tools you need for moving beyond just barely surviving the burnout of work life over those narrow hills of imposter syndrome and through the barriers preventing you from being and doing greater. Listen, we are in season 17. It is 2020, the beginning of a fresh new decade. Do you hear me? This is where we are. So if you are sitting in a place where you felt like there was the woulda, coulda, shouldas, you didn't get done last year, I told myself that I might be able to reach this goal or hit this possibility or claim this new territory and you didn't do it, it's okay. Breathe easy. You are here to even have all of that anxiety. Like I know people are like, let the anxiety go. The fact that you are here that you woke up this morning, that you are breathing, and you can be in a space to acknowledge the fact that you didn't get some stuff done or you didn't tie some bowls and close up some things, it's all beautiful and it's all okay. You have another opportunity. So I wanted to just give you kind of permission to release all of that because we all have those things like, oh, I thought I was gonna do this and add this to the portfolio and change this or divorce him or get rid of her, <laughs> you know, whatever it was. You thought you, did, you still got time, mama. You still got time. That's all I'm gonna say. So for season 17, as we have just come out of doing greater, higher, deeper, amazing things and getting, pushing past the fury and the freedom of balancing your loving career. Now we are all in. And that is all that season 17 is about. And every single featured guest expert is bringing all of themselves. They're showing up fully because they are also all in, in their lives and their love and in their business. So today I love to kick off season 17 with you in a big, big way. And I'm so excited to do this. Over the next few weeks, you're gonna hear me say that kickoff term a lot because this is what we're doing. I feel like every week is a, a new week 
a blank slate to just like kick off a new opportunity to create something beautiful. And today we start with a magnificently beautiful being. I absolutely love her visual. I had a lot of time to do some professional stalking. And if you've been listening to Balance Boldly, you know that I'm really, really good at professionally stalking people to drum up what I need to, to make sure we get everything right. Um, so I want to bring to you Christina Gatteri. She is an amazing woman that has such a mind-blowingly vulnerable story, in my opinion, of her not just wanting to do something that would make her and her family good money, but to bring some humanity literally back into the world, into a space where we're not necessarily familiar with partnering the words humanity and finances, right? Like that's something that we all have to deal with and talk about, but it can be a challenge when we're used to the shafty sales mini type of personalities that are coming to help broker deals and to do things correctly. And her own personal experience in a professional workplace has led her to start her own and to just do things differently in a really, really big way. Wanting to break out of the corporate machine that she was a part of before, just understanding that their red tape, their policies, their prices were out of alignment with what she really wanted to do and the barrier she wanted to help break for her clients and her customers, she decided to do something brave and that's to start business with integrity in her own system. Christina and her partner's main goal is to put the human back into financial planning. Since she started out on this new brave adventure. She's been living the life she's always wanted to while still being true to herself and her clients. She's able to do a job she loves while spending time with the people she loves. Can you see why she's one of my new favorite people already? And we haven't even met in person yet, people. Uh, Christina's passion is helping young families realize financial success regardless of the unexpected turns their life may take. Christina, welcome to Balance Boldly. How are you today? I am really great. Thank you for having me. And I have to say that introduction, I'm, I'm beaming from ear to ear right now because I definitely couldn't have said it better. You really summed it up Aww. well. And I thank you for that. No, you're welcome. I was impressed and I did do some stalking. So it's professional, <laughs> professional stalking. Uh, <laughs> and I was really impressed with just kind of how you show up in the world and your integrity stands through and through with every you know website that you're on LinkedIn just like all of it so I really appreciate not only your digital footprint verifying who you are but also just the way that you you come across as a caring and professional person because you could be caring and just not professional but you're all of that so that's why I thought you'd be perfect for being all in with season 17. <laughs> This is phenomenal. So I would love for you to share with the Balance Boldly listeners a little bit more about, you know, some of the stuff that you went through to kind of get to where you are and show up, you know, as someone who wants to really change the game, really. Definitely. Yes. So without going too far back, I'll share that I ended up as a financial planner because it's a little bit of a family business. My father is also one of the partners within my financial planning practice. And my transition to becoming a financial planner came about at a time in my life where I was working for a large corporation. I was getting burned out. I was still very young. I was only in my early 20s. And I said to myself, I can't, I can't be in my 20s and already be burned out. 
it just so happened that my father had an opportunity for me to join his firm. And that's the step I took. So I was able to move into a business that gave me a little bit more autonomy. But I learned over the years, and now I've been in this business, uh, it'll be 12 years in January as a financial planner, that it really was just a gigantic sales machine. Mm. And I didn't feel good about earning a living that way. Now, it didn't come to me quickly or really easily how I was going to turn this career into something that I could feel fulfilled in because sales really isn't my gig. It's not something that I feel good at and it's not something that I feel comfortable with. It was only after going through my own experience of having children and trying to figure out how to prioritize my time and take care of myself that I realized I can use the platform that I've created as a financial planner to get people to think more about helping themselves because when you feel better about your day-to-day life and, and the space that you take up in this world, you make better decisions. So that's really what started my transition into turning financial planning into something that I want everybody to feel comfortable talking about because it's not just about money. It's, it's about everything right down to how you feel about yourself when you wake up in the morning. Yeah, no, it, it totally makes sense. I mean, at the end of the day, it's that naked space, right? Like there's the mm-hmm. emotion, right emotional nakedness and then there's that financial nakedness when we don't feel secure because we feel like things aren't lined up correctly. It impacts how mm-hmm. we show up at the family dinner if we're worried about money or retirement or, or investments not being correct you know, whatever, it definitely shows up in the bedroom. That's a whole separate conversation, um, you know, between you and your partner um, or not if you don't have a partner. And it, it definitely shows up in the way that you show up in work and the work that you do. Because if you're leading from a space of desperation, because you're feeling like your ducks are not in the row, it impacts you to not have your your state of wealth, you know, kind of aligned and ducks in a row. That was right. the phrase I was looking for. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right. And and so many people come into my office looking for that help to just, just give me the steps. You know, people hear financial planning. And of course, the word plan indicates there's going to be a step one, step two, step three to get you where you're trying to go. And I can create all the steps in the world. I'm very creative. I can come up with a lot of great recommendations. But if people aren't in a place where they're ready to implement those things and actually stick to those goals, it doesn't it doesn't change anything. Right. No, that that totally makes sense. And that comes from that space of being willing and ready. Right. Like, right. You know, right. I can tell you all day like, oh, yeah, Christina, I'm totally, you know, yeah, like I'm, I'm willing for you to look over my numbers and help me figure this out. But if I'm not actually ready to implement the changes that you're advising me to do because you took the time you know, away from your other clients to screen and scan all of my numbers and go through my paperwork or whatever, you know, the details and logistics are that you have to go through as a financial professional to do it, to give me advice that will put me in a better position, but I wasn't really ready to implement. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, (laughs) yeah, no, it's true. And, you know, oftentimes I feel like a counselor a lot of the time Mm -hmm. because oftentimes people don't need me to tell them what to do. They need me to hold them accountable, but they know their own truth. It just, there's a vulnerability of opening up to somebody else and and sharing those details, but there's just as much vulnerability in admitting that 
they knew what was going on. They know what can be done to make things better. But sometimes they just need a cheerleader. They need somebody to maybe organize it a little bit better so that it's not so daunting. Just somebody to cheer them on when they have a bad day. That makes all the difference for most people. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, sometimes having someone outside of your intimate circle as in, you know, family to Mm. really be unbiased and still be there to say like, listen, you're doing a good job with what you're doing. Like we need to do some things a little bit differently and make some tweaks, Right. but you're doing a good job. You know, celebrating those small wins from someone who's not necessarily inside your inner, inner circle can sometimes feel even more validating than if you were, because I might look at you as my sister or my friend and say, you're just telling me that because you have to tell me that, right? Like, right, right. And you have to celebrate the small victories. You know, you have to celebrate, like I have a client, God bless her. She, the, one of the things that made a big difference for her was canceling memberships that she wasn't using and cutting back on coffee. Those are your like basic things that a lot of people look at. But she made it like three days in a row without stopping for coffee. And that's something to celebrate because especially in financial planning, it can take a long time to see the the big results that you're looking for. And we get discouraged. Sometimes we do need that little bit of instant gratification to say, oh, look at that. In, a, in one month, to do this and that. And you know what? Now that I've done it for this long, I know I can do it a little bit longer. So it's, yeah. it's very important to acknowledge that. Now, I like that you, you brought up celebrating small victories. Um, oh, yeah. That's so powerful in every area of our life. And obviously it shows up, like we can kind of quantify it, pun intended, with money, (laughs) right? Um, Because we can see it. We can see us go from, you know, X thousand to X double digit thousand or whatever the case is. Like we can see that. But the joy that comes from knowing that we accomplished even a portion of that milestone is something that we don't necessarily take stock in in any area of our life, right? Like if you were, I mean, we can relate this to so many different things with without going down the rabbit hole, but if you were <laughs> in school and you're deciding, you know, career change and you decided to go back to school to get a certification or a degree, you could easily look at, oh my goodness, I have, you know, two plus more years left behind me and I'm going to have to reestablish myself as a professional for another five plus years post-graduation. Or you can look at the fact I just got accepted into a new program, which is the beginning of the rest of my new life, right? Like you can apply that to so many things. I'm curious if that has ever come up for you as you were just, even when you were transitioning from like that yucky red tape filled stuff that was going on into stepping into your new self, right? Like mm-hmm. the the new foundation of Christina Gattari. You know what I mean? Like, yes, was, yes. was there a celebration time for you and how did you do it? You know, <laughs> that's a great question. <laughs> I There was not one moment where I celebrated the changes that I was making. Yeah. It's been sort of an all-encompassing um, how do I describe this? Being more comfortable with what I was doing with my work to generate income, but also giving myself permission to 
acknowledge the different aspects of my day. I'm not just at work all the time. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I have a lot of different responsibilities throughout the day. And when I stopped measuring my success by my career and started acknowledging all of the other things that take up my time, it helped all of it feel good. I was using my time at work to be more impactful, to be more genuine and authentic with my clients. And I was giving myself the pat on the back for saying, you know what? You are home for dinner tonight. Great job. Right. So right. it all kind of came together to feel good. No, I mean, you literally built a little momentum with, you know, to mm-hmm. att- attract more energy around taking another action step in that direction, right? Like those little mm-hmm. small pats on the back to use your phrasing encourage you to do more of it the next day or the next week. Uh, right. A lot right. of us, because we don't necessarily slow down enough to celebrate those little things like, hey, look, you you might have made it to, you told yourself you'd be home by six, you got there at 6.30. Hey, at least it ain't eight. You know what I mean? Like right. we, we, we got in the door before we planned. We're actually able to eat tonight versus not mm-hmm. eating tonight because we're, you know, bringing home file folders filled with un, undue stuff from, you know, over expectations at work or whatever the case is. I think that's really powerful and we could apply that to our wealth building as well. If you, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. wanted to look at like, look at the small steps and celebrate it. Don't go celebrate it by spending the money you just saved or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, or I, I'm assuming that something that comes up for you, I have two really good friends who are also wealth advisors um, and they're just amazing women. So remind me to introduce you guys to each other because it's so hard for you guys to meet other integrity filled people in this, this yeah. space. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'll definitely introduce you. They're they're hailing from New York, but I'll I'll introduce you. Um, and I know one of the things that comes up a lot is when people you know make make good money in their investments. Well, the first thing they want to do is pull the money out so they can go right. So I'm curious if that comes up for you and is obviously throwing everyone off balance. Is throwing you guys off balance. You know, in the the work that you do behind the scenes with the numbers. And, you know, the portfolio and it's obviously taking away the momentum that they just built up. Um, right, right. You know, very often I find that people aren't quite as impulsive with big spending. If people are pulling a large amount of money out, it's because of something that they have been planning on, whether it be buying a new car or remodeling the house or something to that effect. But what you did make me think of as you were asking that question is that, you know, I may help people organize their lives and create a plan for them to follow to reach those goals. But that plan is literally only good for the next five minutes because they're going to get a phone call that something changed or the water heater blew up or something. Something is going to happen. So I feel like where more of my conversations lie is helping people make good decisions about how to pay for those things they weren't expecting. So as an example, if the water heater blows up and somebody needs a couple of thousand dollars to fix it, where do they pull it from? Do they pull it from savings? Do they pull it from an investment? Do they use a credit card? It's working through those kinds of things. The stuff that they planned on, well, we're ready for that. It's all those unexpected, unexpected things that um, people usually need a little bit of guidance on so that they're not um, making a knee-jerk decision. 
No, that makes sense. So would you advise, and this is from a global advising, obviously it's very different based on the individual, uh, but would you advise that people have a, a substantial emergency fund that's not just the, you know, the Dave Ramsey 500 or 1000, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, I, I do advise three to six months worth of expenses and savings, something that you can get your hands on easily. But honestly, people don't have that. I mean, if I can get people to save three, $5,000, that's a win. Mm-hmm. To have three or six months worth of expenses in a savings account, you're talking about ten, fifteen thousand $15,000 just in cash yeah. savings. And you know what? Maybe, I, maybe those are just the types of clients that, um, that gravitate toward me. Mm-hmm. But those are the people I love working with because they're the ones that need the organization and need the encouragement. So yeah, great ideal to have three or six months worth of savings for those unexpected things because life happens. They're always going to come up. Yeah. But the reality is just have emergency cash. Whatever amount that is that you can accomplish, let's set a goal, let's hit that goal, and then we'll challenge you to do a little bit more and, and work through it over time. Okay. No, that that's fair and reasonable and doesn't feel as stressful um, on multiple yeah, levels. Yeah. yeah, especially because when they're thinking, some people, you know, there's a lot, all of our listeners are ambitious and brave, right? They're ambitious women in business and those few brave men. And many of them are perfectionist um, and reformed control freaks. So it's, <laughs> right? it's, it's really easy to go from zero to 16, but like, you know what? Uh, Miss Christina Kateri said, And then they're like not paying their mortgage or they're not paying whatever because they want to like, you know, go hard to hit the numbers. Not that anyone's being that irresponsible. I'm just halfway joking. But you know what I mean? Like they're just going really, really hard and not enjoying life because they just are so fixated on this, this number that they feel almost depressed by the time that they hit it. And then they end up spending it for, you know, because of the vices that we do to ourselves, because we hit a goal that we didn't really do it necessarily the correct way, uh, a planned way, a guided way, um, to a small mm-hmm. plug for Christina, you know, a guided way. But <laughs> <laughs> and, and then we go overboard ourselves by spending, you know, a third of it or more on something that is completely unnecessary. You know what I mean? Mm. You know, I also find that people who there, there are many people that I work with that are trying to hit that bottom line, that num, that numeric goal. Yeah. And when they hit that numeric goal, the way you described, well, now there's a reaction of, Oh, wait, I did this. Oh, but now I want to go do that. And I feel like it's because many times people don't address the root cause of their emotions. You know, what is driving them to want to hit that goal? We have some logical goals that we want to hit, like having a cash reserve for emergencies. But if, if, you know, Christina on this podcast says everybody needs $50,000 in their savings account and someone runs off and says, okay, I did what Christina said. Well, that was my goal for them, not theirs. Right. What's driving them to set the goals that they want to set? Because that's where it will feel like they've accomplished something when they do hit it. If you're doing something because someone else tells you to do it, like a financial planner, if it's not rooted in in your own um, beliefs, your own values and your own motivations, you're not going to stick to it and it's not going to feel right even when you do hit it. So it's always got to be rooted in what the client is looking to accomplish. And sometimes I have to help them dig a little bit to uncover what their true motivations are. 
Yeah, no, that's that's where your counselor hat came in, correct? Like, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that makes so much sense. So you're doing a lot. Like you're obviously going above and beyond where most financial planners and wealth advisors would do um, for people because you stand in integrity. And it's important for you to ask kind of holistic questions. So I'm sure many, many things get uncovered in the process of doing that. And just like any other helping professional, because you are a helper, any other helping professional, you need that space to recharge. So I have to ask you, Christina, how do you give yourself permission to pause? I I have been practicing yoga for a long time, for about mm-hmm. nine years, but it's been on and off. I haven't been um, consistent with it, but I have learned to listen to myself. And when I fall off and I stop going for a little while, I can tell in my mood. So for the last year and a half now, and my family knows this is a non-negotiable, I have my yoga class on Sunday morning. That is my recharge. And if I miss it even for just one week, I can tell, I can feel it. It's in my energy. It's in my mood. Yeah. So yoga is my, my big, big go-to. Yeah. I've got other hobbies and things on the side that I really enjoy, but that's my... That's my non-negotiable. Yeah, I was just, I, you took the word right out of my, my out of my face. I was like, that's your non-negotiable. <laughs> no, it that's, is. that's beautiful. And that makes sense that you would be a little selfish to take time for yourself to refill so you can continue to do the selfless work that you do in the world. So that, mm-hmm. that makes complete sense. And I am a big believer of being selfish, by the way. So, um, <laughs> and, like, and you know, it's, it's it's sad to really think about how long it took me to be okay with being selfish for that one hour a week. Yeah. It takes a lot to get there because I wasn't always there. That's why I kept going back and forth. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. that one hour a week, I deserve it. And, and, <laughs> like literally, you earned it, and your clients right. are better for it. Your family's better for it. People who meet you on the street, not catching that um, I didn't have yoga mood, are definitely better for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So how can everyone connect with you to find out just more of what they can do uh, to better themselves as they go head first into 2020, really wanting to do things different and better? Definitely. I would love for everyone to visit my website, menextyear.com. I've got a blog section there where I've shared a lot of personal stories and you can sort of see my evolution in, in the business. I can be found on Facebook, Christina Gateri CFP, and on LinkedIn as well. That is awesome. You've been amazing. Thank you so much, Christina, for carving out this time. I know you have so much on your plate as we just dive fully into all the newness that is right here at the beginning of this decade. I can't believe I keep having to say that. It's a decade. It's a new decade. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Nikita. This was great. You're welcome. You've been amazing. Balance Boldly listeners, thank you as well for taking this time to carve out of your day to get all these good nuggets that you need to use for yourself as well as to share with others in the world. So as always, if you've liked what you've heard on the Balance Boldly for Ambitious Women and a Few Brave Men podcast, make sure that if you haven't already, please do subscribe rate and share so we can make sure algorithm wise that this stuff comes populates to the top of the google apple spotify all of it uh you know podcast plays iHeartRadio, all of it so that every single ambitiously bold and brave person out there has access to these valuable 
life, love, and business balance tools. Of course, if you need to connect with me, you can reach me at Ask Nikita everywhere, IG, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. You got it. You know it. In the interim, until next week, make sure you go create your balance and create your joy, but remember, do it boldly. Thank you for listening.